weekend at Berkman's show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. And the bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Welcome back, folks. Woo-wee! It's a scorcher out there in the middle of June here in Texas. It is, it, 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 as my friend Mark Snyder likes to say, heat is hot. Heat is hot. Heat is hot and the heat and the heat is on uh we were up here in dallas we were up to i don't know if ambient was 110 but the the heat index was definitely over over 110 as my mole pappy would say it's the kind of weather that would melt your shorts and uh we we had a sports ride I think you lost a dog or two on a walk there, didn't you, Mark? You and you and the old lady went for a walk, oh, and uh, not everybody came back. Not everybody came back. Uh, we actually have a stroller for our dog because uh, oh. it gets too hot. Yeah, well, we can unpack that later. But uh, wait, wait he gets like a little misters? he gets a little tired. Yeah, he he's, oh, it's, it's obnoxious. Yeah, it's obnoxious. It's one of these online purchases that I didn't think Kimberly would make, but she did it. We have a stroller. I thought I knew Mark in this. I'm really questioning a lot of things now. I because I judge people on the walk when I see them having the stroller, and I call Mark uh, one of my great friends. And now I'm a little concerned. I appreciate your concern. I appreciate your concern, and rightfully so. Well, I mean, he's, he's getting soft in his old age. This, this new house, he's watching. The stroller's not for me. Work. Let's be clear here. The stroller's not for me. Oh my gosh, here we go. But you know the the thing is, and 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 there, I have a lot of things like this as I get older. It's like you you think, okay, why why do you see some of these older people wearing you know a sweater and three shirts and that, you know, as I, as I approach 40, mm-hmm. I don't mind the heat as much as I, as I used to. Now Dallas is nice because, and, and you, you know, you guys are from here, so I don't know if you'll agree or not, but once the sun goes down, you get a little bit of breeze up here in North Texas, it's summer's not, not that bad. I mean, they, we, this weekend we didn't have any cloud coverage and it was, it was a cooker, but uh, hmm. you know, once the, once the sun goes down, uh, it, I personally, and I, and I try to explain this to people that, that aren't from Houston or have lived in a, an area as humid as that, but I think that I would much rather live in this kind of climate than somewhere where it's immediately sticky and hot as soon as you wake up and sticky and hot oh, yeah. into the evening. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, to me, like down here, the humidity never stops. And to me, like, you know, from morning to night and even, you know, once, uh, you know, the sun goes down, we're talking maybe a 15 degree drop. Right. And at least up there, you're getting 20 plus and less humidity and you're right with the breeze. It's, it's significantly better. I always like going home, sitting on the patio outside at night. Cause again, it's actually something that you can do versus down here. It's hot. And then you got uh, mosquitoes the size of, uh, I mean, you know, I there are many that. drones out here. <laughs> humidity right now. 38, 38 percent. Nothing. Yeah. Man, so there. So nice. And with, with a 16 it's a, mile an hour wind. It's a balmy 84% humidity down here. <laughs> do, you, do you even have to hydrate with that? You just, no, you, just... you really don't. 
Think you don't. Duck, Actually, yeah. you sweat into your clothes, and then your body reabsorbs it. <laughs> it just—it's just a constant cycle. Like you just drink a gallon to start the day, and then you just sweat it out and reabsorb it. It's really—it's really, it's really uh -huh. nice. Really self-sustaining. Oh man. Uh huh. All right. Well, <clears throat> I've been in in Texas for almost. 20 years end to end. And so I think I'm used to it at this point. I found out early on, if you're going to do anything in the summer, you got to pretty much got to deal with the fact that it's going to be hot outside. So especially a couple of golfers like us. Mm -hmm. Whoa. There's three of us. Was, Is it at least, I judge at least two? How, oh, yeah. I, at least two. I judge how hot it is based on the number of gloves I go through. So you know when it's a really hot day when you, when you mm. hit uh, your third glove in a round. Right. Do you throw those gloves away or do you put them back in the bag to dry out for next time? Yeah, dry out for probably the range next time. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. I'm also not playing golf a ton, uh, mm -hmm. but I would say like those are still good. No holes, I think so. no whatever. Those are at least range gloves. Okay, good. Easily. Man, I know you're now, have, made of money, but. Whew. Have you ever tried to play just with the rain gloves on a day oh. where it sweats? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a pair. What was quite, the quite nice, but your hands get that weird, you know, uh, wetness inside. I don't know. Maybe I got the wrong pair. But, uh, oh. I have got them. Yeah, I don't like them because of the moisture barrier. Mm -hmm. Okay, the moisture. That's yeah. that is some kind of voodoo witchcraft. Those gloves, man. You play in a torrential downpour, mm -hmm. and you got perfectly grip on the good grip. Yep, it's, it's yeah something out it of the space program. Pretty much, it's the latex. All right. Hmm. Well, let's move on to uh, this week in golf. This is a this is the the double IPA of this week in golf. We uh, well, we made it through the the first live event and uh, PGA Tour goes on. Um, I think we all we all got a chance to watch some of the broadcast right on on YouTube with with Foltsy and whoever else they had out there. Um, right. I made a point of it. I, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to get your take on kind of what <clears throat> the highlight and the low light of, of what you saw was, but uh, I don't, it, for me, it's a, it's a little bit surreal um, that, as I like to say, there's already, there's already one in the books and uh, you, <laughs> Once they finally got somebody to get a leaderboard on the website, um, by by about the third round, you can figure out what was going on. But uh, man named Charles, Charles uh, Schwartzel takes home the first victory, almost five million. Um, Mark, you sent me some kind of stat on like uh -huh. what what Charles did in in one weekend that uh, other folks haven't been able to do in their career. Do you remember what the stat was that you that you sent me? Oh goodness, I'm looking for it, but uh, well, I mean, I think we went all the way down to fifth place. Was yeah, like I mean, a, you became a, a millionaire million. all the way down, yeah, down to fifth place. But I mean, it's uh, you know, it was the biggest check ever in golf. Was one of the stats, you know? It's uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, four point seven five million. I mean, that, I think there was a team aspect of it too, right? So we got some money there, uh, which wasn't small. Um, I don't know. Just some of these guys, like they made more money this week than they have basically most of their golfing career, 
which I find fascinating. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's real. That's, that's yeah. about the, I just, yeah. I, I don't, I think I still sort of like waiting to, to wake up and, and it not be a thing, but I mean, there are, <clears throat> there are people out there, namely the Saudis that have the money mm-hmm. to do this kind of thing. And I, you know, I, I, uh, I watched the YouTube on, on it, I think at least two or three days just to kind of wait to mm-hmm. see, you know, Hey, was yeah. it, was it going to cut out? Was, you know, were there going to be like no people there? Was mm-hmm. there going to be something glaring? Right. That, that made it seem like this, this thing was just, you know, a shoestring production, but, uh, mm-hmm. it seems, it seems legit. And for their first time, um, you know, all things aside, uh, I'll, I'll let Marnak opine later on whether or not yeah. it, it was a success, but, uh, ready. you know, they're, they're only going to learn from here and, um, got a few new, at least a few new big names coming on. And, and, uh, I think, you know, we'll continue to see more come across, but, mm-hmm. uh, just interested, you know, let's, let's start it off with what was your, your highlight. And I think there's probably enough there. Let's do, try to do a highlight and a low light from first live golf tournament of all time. Anybody want to start? Yeah, I'll go. I mean, to me, let me start with low light. I think the most obvious is just the field. I mean, to me, Mm. you know, they luckily they stuck with a couple of the guys that you actually recognize names uh, or maybe the guys that somehow shot under 75 at least once throughout the week. Uh, But to me, it was just the names. Uh, But I would say in terms of highlight, I I didn't watch a ton of coverage, but I would just say it it was – you know, this is a general one, but it was successful. I mean, they didn't have any major outages or they didn't have outages at all. I mean, yeah. the, uh, I would say the broadcast booth was actually better than I thought it was going to be. I would say from what I saw of the on-course uh, kind of commentary, there could be some improvement there. But it looked like they had the course set up nice, like fan engagement, like all this nice signage and, and these really nice tents. I mean, I was expecting it to be very, like, charity tournament like like yeah there's gonna be some signs there's gonna be some stuff but really basic but i mean it was the full deal it looked like a pga tour event just with different signage um so i'm curious to see if this can be like that way at all of them or maybe since this is like the first one but i mean just again i mean the the takeaway is just success i mean kudos to them for first one i was expecting slip ups issues just like everything else when you go through it the first time and you don't have a dry run so I think to get through it is success. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. To me, to me, highlight. I you know I I, I enjoy watching golf on TV, and so I'm going to say I'm a fan of golf, and I I enjoy watching all golf, and and I, I you know that's I'm not kidding. From the drive, chip and putt, you know, at Augusta for the youngsters to. Um, to amateur events, both men and women, to women's LPGA, uh, you know, all the way to PGA Tour and the, and the PGA champion, Tour champions. And so I like watching golf. And so being able to get to do that more is something that I'm good with as a fan. Um, and and I, I don't think this podcast is going to get into the political nature of any of it, right? So I'm not, I'm not doing that. So to me, I, I like getting to watch more golf. What I hope doesn't happen is this dilute the product. 
and the quality of the golf that we get to watch. And by that, I don't mean the TV angles and what have you, it's just the, the guys and the gals golfing. Um, so I like the extra golf. I, I thought they did a good job of showing more shots kind of per minute or per hour, whatever the stat is. So I like that. Um, I, I, I didn't like when they did show the shot, I've gotten now accustomed to the shot tracer or whatever it's called. I think you only saw that on a few shots on the live broadcast. I miss that. Um, but man, they really, I mean, they're showing golf. So I think that's cool. Um, I like, I like that. I think low light to me, I'm still got to get with some of the, the, what's the word I'm looking at the, the animations on the screen and where things are on the TV and fake advertisements out in the grass that aren't really there. I'm like, Oh, he hit it through a billboard. No. Oh, okay. It's not there. Um, so some of that stuff, and, and I know you guys watch racing more than I do with the live leaderboard on the left. I thought that was kind of cool, but at the same time, I'm like, man, a little, little funky, but okay, cool. Um, but yeah, you know, it, first event, it's fun to watch, different to watch. I'm, I'm curious to see ratings and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how it works here when they come to U.S. venue here in whatever it is in uh, June, end of June, at Pumpkin Ridge. Um, so all in all, as a fan, cool, more golf. Um, I think there's some things about it that you'll start to wonder about the business model and all that kind of stuff. I'll let all those math guys, what have you, work that out. But I, I, mm. I appreciate getting to watch more golf. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, um, the highlight was, and I think will continue to be the new courses. Um, I'm not going to yeah. take credit for it, but one of you was saying something to the effect of it almost looked like a European tour. And, mm. and I think if you had yeah. overlaid the European tour broadcast or at least the, the graphics and some other things, I would have been like, yeah, it feels very much like a European tour broadcast. Um, so <clears throat> it was cool. They, they were in London. Obviously, they had, they had sweaters on while uh, shorts were melting here. Um, which was interesting. And then um, we've been, we've been talking about pumpkin Ridge up in Portland coming at the end of June. So I think that will, that will be nice. And uh, you know, some of the stuff on the, on the regular tour has gotten a little stale. And so this will be nice to, to just get a little bit different perspective with some other courses. Um, the low light for me is just the, the watering down. Uh, you know, mm. I, I almost felt like, okay, are there enough people on at the RBC this week to, to keep it interesting? Um, I, I'm, I'm very much um, happy that the majors are going to continue to have a mix of, of mm. all of the top talent because I, I was like, I don't know, just I have weird feelings sometimes anyway, but I just like, I kind of felt weird for DJ, like, okay, he's on an Island on his own. Does this really matter what he's doing? Um, and, and kind of the same with Phil. And then it was like, okay, does it matter what they're doing on the other side? And now like, is Rory playing well because there's less competition. And I just, all these sort of feelings of like, did we really need to, to break this up? Um, so I think for me, that was, that was kind of the little light of just not knowing how to process mm. the fact that now we've got people in, um, you know, aside from maybe a few folks that would play in various events um, in the European tour throughout the year. Um, but all the big tournaments, certainly you, you saw the big names there for the most part. And that's just, that's not going to be the case going forward. So um, the timing is crazy with, uh, with Brookline 
and the U.S. Open being uh, being next week. And I, um, if you if you would have done any research on your own, you would have seen there was uh, some interesting interviews and uh, discussions that went down at Live Tour with the media. In fact, the uh, ship nut got thrown out. I don't know if you guys saw that, but it was it was pretty hilarious. He. Uh, yeah. Alan Shipnick was the guy who um, wrote the book about Phil, you know, basically, mm. um, I don't know, like severely altered Phil's career um, just recently. You can go back and look at that on your own. But uh, he showed up uh, kind of gutsy, showed up in London um, and then got got thrown out, uh, apparently sent a text to to Normie and was like, hey, uh, I, I just got thrown out of the media center and he was like hmm i didn't know and then uh shipnuck uh texted a picture of norman um right behind him in the picture as he was getting thrown out so pretty funny stuff uh you know i don't know if we could uh fault normie for back in you know one of his top guys in nicholson in that uh you know he, he was supporting him so uh shipnuck for me, you know, right or wrong with what he did with Phil, I think he needs to take Phil's um, example and probably just fade away for a little bit. He's getting a little bit too much in the press for me. But um, high, so drama, anyway, high drama. I think, uh, you know, I think they probably deemed it a massive success. And I think they're getting a, uh, they got a ton of momentum and uh, they've got, you would have seen that they've got uh, Patrick Reed. Uh, these are the ones I remember off the top of my head. I think it's Patrick Reed, Bryson DeChambeau, and uh, close friend of the pod, Pat Perez, and his uh, his golden locks. So not true, but okay. I am. I'm looking forward to seeing Pat rolling up on the uh, red carpet at the first live event mm-hmm. in Portland. There, he's gonna be. He's gonna be looking good. Gonna be nice. I, I, you know, one of my fun, I like fun stats. The guy that won second place, uh, what was it Duplice? Uh, I forget how you say his last name. Henny. Uh, Henny. Yeah, Henny. Henny. Uh, he won $2 million for a second place finish in team whatever. Uh, he has won prior to that, prior seven years, a professional golfer won $700,000 over seven years. So $100,000 a year. This, this one tournament alone, 54 holes, second place, $2 million. <clears throat> there you go i i'm sure they had a heck of a party in london um, after after that was all said and done so the real real question for me mark is you know what did, what did you think of Foltz's performance do you i mean you know you get talent like that i mean like you said it's going to draw the the viewers did, did you get a chance to assess how he did it all you know, I I, I I did. You know, I've got my 32-page white paper um, prepared to submit soon. Um, you know, I, I think some of the some of the comments were a, a bit contrived. I mean, it's his first time in the yeah. in the booth, so to speak. It's not that he hasn't done other, maybe some other events on Thursdays, you know, or whatever. It provides some uh, commentary. Uh, love him or hate him, Jim Nance is kind of my, you know, mm. he is the 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 pinnacle you know and I, I think you could throw in some of the color guys and only you know, pinnacle other, uh, only pinnacle he's not my strix on but he's my pinnacle uh, <laughs> um, 
my Schlesinger, if you will. You know, I, I, I appreciated what he was trying to do. I, I think some of the comments were a bit forced, you know, like, oh my gosh, what an, you know, it's like, okay. You know, it's like, let, let the golf do its thing, which I, I guess I appreciate about Nance. Um, it's like the golf speaks for itself. I, you know, I love the old guys, the, the, uh, commentators, both, you know, at, on, in, in baseball and in golf and what have you, that kind of let the sport do its thing. And then they provide mm-hmm. you know, a little tidbit that makes it even cooler, you know, from the, the, the Gary McCords and, uh, of the world. And, uh, I mean, even some of the guys today, you know, you got the, 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 the Maltbys and, the yeah, I don't know. You just got on course guy. I mean, now Colt Nost, you know, some of these guys that have done, played golf that know what to say, um, David Faraday, you know, so anyway, there's lots of guys. I think they don't have to try so hard because they've done it. They know what it's like to play golf. They know what it's like to be in the ropes. I admittedly, and I, I'm happy to submit this to Department of Corrections. I don't know if Foltz was a golfer. I don't know if he was there. And so some of those comments, I was just like, I don't know. Okay, cool. I guess, you know, he's trying a little hard. Um, Whereas I watched, you know, the final round of the RBC today, I was like, man, it was fun to watch. They let JT and Finau and Rory kind of play each other, you know, and there was, don't get me wrong. There's some comments in there and what have you, but it it was just let the story unfold on the course, whereas they were trying and I get it. It's the first one. So they're amping it up and what have you, man, some of the comments, I don't remember them, but some of the comments is like, oh, that's cringeworthy. Uh, But, you know, hey, good for them. They got it going and, you know, got to start somewhere. Got to start somewhere. That's right. Did you <clears throat> did you also happen to see that your fellow alum won uh, one and a half million for for T three? Were were you there, Stephen, at the same time as Uline? Do you remember that name? When you no, were no, school? he was he was well before me. He's been out for a while. I think he turned pro in. Oh okay. Oh nine, maybe ten, something like. So he was before me. Um, he's actually been on tour or no longer the tour uh, for actually a, a while now. But yeah, and actually Uline, fun fact, and again, uh, this might be Department of Corrections, but I want to say his dad is or, is, or was the CEO of yep. Titleist or uh, what, what the what? Parent, whatever the parent P- company Ping. is. They're paying. I a think Kushnet. it was Ping. Kushnet. Ping. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Ping no, a Kushnet a, is a Kushnet. Titleist. Ping is different. Titleist. But I think, I, I think, yeah, the, yeah we, we got to go to the Department of Corrections on this. But uh, yes, there is, there's some tie ins to that. That's for sure. He, he turned pro in 2011. 2011. Uh, okay. I saw he was 32. So I, I, I wasn't sure if there was some overlap there. But yeah, he makes, he makes the same amount as Rory for winning at the, at the RBC. And then, of course, Rory takes home about a third of what uh, Charles takes home. So, uh, serious money on the Saudi side. I, I didn't get a chance to see any of the end of what happened with the RBC. Were, were there any comments from, do you know if, if there were any comments from Jay or Rory related to live at all, even if they were just kind of passive comments to either of, you know, well, I think Mark oh. said earlier with the wins, right? Yeah. I think Rory said, he, you know, he got the 21 wins. This was one more than another guy. He just passed Greg Norman on the, the all-time oh. wins list. So that that comment didn't go uh, – <laughs> he brought that one home. Um, 
I think throughout the week, right, there were, I think most of the bigger names of the RBC were making comments, you know, it's great to be out here and compete against these guys, best name, you know, so there's those kinds of comments. I think Jay got in the booth, I think it was with Nance for a period of time, and he, he kind of unloaded, I, you know, reading other, I did not watch, I just read okay. comments from folks. Uh, they said that, uh, I think by and large, I, obviously there's detractors, but there's a lot of people that said he really, you know, hit, hit hard on, you know, why the tour is in good shape and the things that they're doing to help preserve the, the game and grow the game and the players that are still still allowed to play on the tour. I mean, there's, some, you know, some pretty biting comments. So the, he came the out word was the betrayal, the betrayal, word was betrayal yes. that Nance used and they, and they, even hit on like the towns, the great things of all the money that the, you know, uh, they put into the towns of all the tour stops they go to. So, I mean, they had their little, uh, they definitely had some comments to, to start it on Saturday. And I know that they kind of sound like they had to walk a couple of those back given how the harsher wording that they use, but again, mm -hmm. it's just, just firing shots at each other. And again, they're just so much, there's good golf right now. We're coming into a good stretch of golf, and it's just like, can we focus on something else? Again, I know that this is going to go on for a while, but uh, I don't know. It just it is kind of getting a little old already. Yeah, and that's but what again, that's my I'm point. very. Yeah. I love competition because I do mm -hmm. think that competition breeds better. So I think that both tours will be better because this, especially the PGA Tour. But it's already just kind of, you know, the the media shots, the player shots, just already kind of getting a little, little stale, a little, old. Yeah, uh, a little childish. Yeah, I, middle school mm -hmm. throw the sandwich across the lunchroom. I had, I had seen that where where I think Nance and Falda had made some comments. So I was I, I was surprised that it wasn't just a complete like, you know, pretend like it doesn't exist. Don't even say the words live right like it it wasn't like that at all um which, which is interesting and should make brookline even even spicier um so we yeah so the the golf world turns its attention um <clears throat> i think you all said that uh, phil already made his way over to boston i'll be interested to see if that's on a new golf stream um given the amount of money he got i know he was particularly sad to, to get rid of his jet so uh, I'm not sure if he's if he's uh, got another jet again, but he's over there. Um, everyone that was suspended by by Monahan and the tour um, to play on all the regular tour events is still allowed to play in the majors, as we highlighted in last episode. So um, crazy enough uh, on to Father's Day and the U.S. Open. So the the two tours mm -hmm. will reconverge a little bit of Romeo and Juliet, if you will. Um, come back together and so this i mean i can't even imagine i it wh whether they were silent um on, on the pga side whether this week whether they were silent on live or not i could imagine and now it seems like they're gonna i i just uh -huh. have no idea what to expect it's gonna be yeah. a lot of fireworks romeo and juliet mike i like to call it the long john silvers and a and w root beer stand combo store well I think to be fair, it would be more like Long John Silvers and Captain D's. Like the. Oh, okay. Well, the marriage of Long John Silvers and AW never made sense to me. At but all. nonetheless, it's a marriage. And it's a marriage. Right? Well, you know, what? 
you know, same deep fryer, same deep fryer, same oil. I got you. It it definitely is interesting as a fan. I'm with you, Steven. I'm tired of the drama. Let's just play some golf. But I also get that it's a billion plus plus dollar business. And so there's going to be some drama. I don't know. Going to be interesting. Going to be fun. Have have you? Yeah. So, um, you know, before if, if we were to go back in time and there was no live tour this week, we would have been talking quite a bit about Brookline. It's particularly interesting because um, I think the last thing of importance there that happened was the, the Ryder cup. Um, if you happen to be a fan of golf movies or, and, or Shia LaBeouf, uh, <laughs> you had the, uh, <laughs> the greatest game ever played was a, a great golf movie that was made uh, story of, Francis, we met and uh, the 1913 U.S. Open at Brookline that he won where I, I think he was an underdog. He was going up against Harry Varden um, and he had the 10 year old caddy. Oh, yeah. um, so that that was a pretty good one uh, as far as I remember watching. Mm. But uh, have either one of you been to Boston? Have, have any thoughts on the city? Stephen? Oh, what phenomenal. It is. It is great stepping out of place I can live. Again, I'm not a big city guy, but for a vacation, a long weekend, I mean, phenomenal food. Everything from Italian to Chinese to mm. pubs to, yeah, I mean, mm. it's great food. Ton of breweries up there. Uh, sceneries along the Charles River. You got Harvard and Cambridge. I mean, it's for a guy's weekend or a great weekend in the fall to do some fall foliage seeing. Great fun city um especially if you could throw in like a celtics or a bruins game in there mm. that'd be pretty sweet uh but yeah great city you you've not been there mark never been okay well we I do have a shirt have to... from harvard and mit though because my wife has been ah uh, here we go you're a, i mean i'm, you're I'm a practically Walmart a southie along. i'm practically a southie Okay. Hey, just to kick it back to the to the 1913 mics, you're hitting on that. I saw a tweet earlier again, the next best thing since Wikipedia, right? Uh, it says the scoring average of the field that week. So let me run this through. Round one, the scoring average was 80.1. Round two, 79.2. Round three, 81.4. And final round, round four, 82.2. So needless to say... They were not, uh, you know, uh, blowing up these courses like these guys do now, where it's just, you know, like as you saw today, a bunch of 60s, 62s, these guys crushing it. I mean, these guys back in the day. So it's either telling that this course is going to be really hard and fun or that clearly golf has evolved in the last 110 years. Also, yeah, I mean, he, he won at 12 over, and I think there was a playoff, but – Equally interesting stat, in my humble opinion, is how much money he won. $300. 300 (laughs) smackers would probably buy a new house, groceries for a year, and, uh, I mean, probably a horse and buggy to go into wherever he lived. I mean, it was – or Model Mm -hmm. T right around then. Was it Model T time frame or something, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you're right, actually. But – you're probably not old enough, Stephen. But Mark, have you have you hit a wooden wood? I have. have you, okay, many I, times, I have many as well. times. 
Stephen has as well. Okay. That, yeah, my dad's a, got some persimmons in the garage. Oh man, with the a wooden wood with a steel shaft. I'm not sure I ever hit anything with a with a wooden shaft, but uh, man, that's uh, that's, yeah, that's that, no, you've got to hit the you got to be precise. And those balls were not made like the uh, the pinnacles of today. You know, I mean, they were they were made differently. Okay. Well, when yeah. we start. When we start our tour, because apparently you can start your own tour now. Anybody can start um, a tour. We are going to have one tournament a year where you play with retro equipment. Everybody gets a chance to prepare. We're playing with old balls. We're playing with small heads. I, I think that, ah, man, copyright that right now. That is a great idea. Yes. Mike, actually, given this topic, I love it. I'm down for it. I would like to suggest a segment for the future to where we come up with ideas like that for our tour. Cause I have a ton of ideas to make this kind of tour fun, exciting. Uh, not sure we have the kind of money that the Saudi back tour has. We can figure that out though. But I think with all these fun, unique things, we would draw some of the big names. So add that to the segment list going forward. I, Added. I, I love it. Noted. All right. Well, I, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Stephen. I, I, I love the city. It's, it is way, it's way up there. It's way up there. They got about a week of summer up there. It's so far North. Um, we need to get it on location there, Mark. I'll take you all to, uh, we'll go to the Omni house. We'll get some Parker rolls. We'll get a uh, $25 lobster roll right there next to the uh, Boston tea party. Uh, my namesake for a cannoli mike's cannoli best cannoli i ever had Hmm. i get some italian and the whole the whole thing is walking up and down all day it's just uh, i agree and you know you got the cobblestones you got you got it all you got it all it's a it's a good city probably really expensive and it's way up there you know it's probably six hours to la but um it is a, a fun place to be man chamber of commerce yeah so okay. all right anything okay. else on golf guys i mean i it's it, i mean what a week i mean it's it's i, I have mixed emotions and feelings from high historic highs to, it's just it's just it's unreal i mean we're living through i think a nexus point in the golf world right i mean right now and it's kind of cool kind of fun kind of different I, I was looking up i was trying to figure out how the suspensions would work is it like if uh can you say next year okay i don't we don't want to play on live and now i get to to get my tour card back i don't know it'd be interesting to see how that goes or you got to go back through q school that could be another or if you retired right kevin non some of them retired oh. from the tour so i mean what is can you come out of retirement mm. i mean tom, tom brady-esque like how does that work mm. I, i'm very, I'm very i think it, i think jay would just say hey you, you're due you have four ninth greens at nine and you just gotta sit there <laughs> deal with the sprinklers and nice suit a couple times <laughs> And then they're back on tour. I think that's all it would be. Another, another think, great idea. I think uh, last, my last comment on all this is like, it's interesting to see how the different tours uh, are handling. It's like the DP World Tour, oddly very quiet, right? They haven't mm. said one thing or another and whether or not these guys can keep coming and play. Nothing. Or sorry, to my oh. feeble mind of what I've seen on the internet, very little. But the PGA Tour, totally different stance, that's for sure. So, anyway. you know who uh, their main sponsor, DP World, look up who their main sponsor is and where the money's coming from. 
Dr. Not Pepper World. Not saying I'm against oh. it or for it, but I'm just saying follow the money. Mm. But I don't know if you saw, they had the first female winner in a mixed event this week. Saw historic. That. So this, this week is, yep. it's just going to go down, go down in history. I don't first even know. Tie, won first tie winner on the uh, champions tour. Thong Jai Dai Di. I mean, just amazing. What a week. It was historic. Yeah. Well, it's a, uh, I, I enjoy doing this with you fellows and it's been a great year to be doing a golf podcast. That's for sure. It's the, the gift that keeps on giving. So, so 20, 2022, uh, but I, I'm looking forward to Brookline. I, it's mm-hmm. a kind of a retro course and uh, going to be a ton of people there, ton of energy looking forward to this week. Hope for good weather. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, another round ball. So, uh, NBA playoffs. Uh, I don't know which month we're on now, Mark, but uh, we're, we're getting eight, down. Eight month of playoffs. <laughs> getting down to the end. I saw that there was like one game and it was, it was, it was like on like a Friday or something. And then the next game wasn't until Wednesday. I was like, did they take like a Conestoga wagon uh, uh, from mm-hmm. Oakland to Boston or something? I mean, my goodness. So uh, we're on to, Game five now, series tied 2-2. I think, you know, Boston probably could have put it away at some point. I think they – they well, they probably snagged a couple games early that they shouldn't have won, and then they gave mm. a couple away. So, anyway, it's a, it's a three-game series from here. Uh, should be interesting. It's getting chippy. Uh, chippy. You know, Draymond and, and others getting into it, and, you know, they – I think uh, Kerr and some of the other folks, uh, Clay called the the Boston uh, crowd classy. Um, so it's yeah, it's it's getting chippy. Uh, you know, good for I guess good for the league, good for good for TV. So um, there there was a funny thing there. I was I, I want to ask you fellows if you played any any hoops growing up on your own, but uh, and if your your parents ever employed any motivation tactics, but you, you might've seen Draymond's mom, not given a lot of support. She, uh, she tweeted, please people stop asking me what's wrong with Dre. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a clone laughing my butt off LMBO. Where is the Draymond that helped us get here? Hmm, I've never seen this either. Wow. That's uh thanks mom. Jeez. <laughs> That's a couple of guilt trips there. So anyway, um, <laughs> should be uh, if, if you haven't watched it, uh, season's getting ready to to wrap up. We'll start again here uh, in a couple months. So yeah, it'll, it'll wrap, wrap up season. here in uh, August and uh, start back <laughs> up in September. Uh, but uh, should be good. Try try and catch uh, the rest of the finals. But the, yeah, did you guys did you play any hoops growing up? Yeah, mm. played through high, played through early high school, okay. and uh, even had the really nice hoop installed on the driveway. So I was always out there every evening. Uh, again, couldn't couldn't not tell off. you brand or not, but it was one of the nice ones that was cemented into the ground, like drilled in, and it was like had the real thick backboard that didn't rattle. You know, like like truth kind of thud, right? The good one, the crank. Um, I mean. With the breakaway? Uh, I wasn't dunking on it, so I don't know about breakaway rims. Uh, Wait I mean, a minute. I'm well, that... a tall guy. Okay, but that was the fun part, right? So you 
you'd be like me where you you had the one where you got to get the stick out and mm. you got to you know get it under there to, mm-hmm. to adjust it up and down but mm. then oh, this one was the crank yeah all, all the rich kids had the one with the real glass and yeah, yeah. and then it had the crank and so you could crank yeah, it down yeah. to like six and everybody be dunking all night and you thought you were cool i i didn't have that i had the one where you know from one side of the court a three-pointer was about three feet elevated and then on the other side <laughs> of the court it was about 13 feet to the hoop so that we did <laughs> we didn't have that those luxuries but okay all all the way through high school what about you mark early did you high play school, at all yeah. you know i was mostly a street baller um <laughs> like we would play ball <laughs> we, we'd roll the hoop out into the street i had one of those it was like I won't, it's not the small Nerf one, you know, like you put in your office, but it was like a, I don't know, like a four foot by three foot backboard that like we stuck up on my fence, you know, <laughs> and uh, that was about it. And it, the, the, uh, um, the fence was like just by the garage. So we had a very limited shooting arc. Uh, so no. Uh, uh, not really. No, I, I didn't play much basketball. I mean, I like it. You know, I could play a game of horse. I have good eye-hand coordination, so I wasn't terrible. I'm also a pretty good, decent passer of the ball, so people would pick me up, you know, to be not the point guard, but maybe the point-and-a-half guard kind of thing. I don't know what the positions are, but it's like, uh, you know, whatever. No, I didn't play much. It was pick-up games, that kind of thing. And then I, I was a master of that game at, like, Chuck E. Cheese or Showbiz Pizza, whatever it was, where you, you just got a shot. Pop a shot. I mean, I would get so many shot. tickets on that thing because I, I, the repetitive motion of the wrist. Oh, I was, I was. Oh, lucky. yeah. Well, I get so I, many freebies. I, I, we could do a whole another show about that whole setup and how you'd spend $50 in, in tickets to get an eraser. But I, oh, I yeah. got a quick glimpse of what's, uh, so I got my my bachelor party in July, and I and I got a quick glimpse of the place, and it's got it's got a Papa shot in there. So there will have to be an on location. What? Oh, oh yeah, my gosh. tournament, and uh, we got I think headaches and I we got some pretty long arms. So the tennis uh, elbows yeah. acting up though. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, I <clears throat> basketball big big part of my life growing up uh, i played aau um I, I can remember growing up playing on carpet i don't know if you guys ever played on oh, carpet yeah. but you don't want to trip and uh you were playing burned. what on carpet we played basketball on carpet i oh, remember yeah. one of the gyms had a, had a carpet i don't know why it must have been like a multi-purpose room or something <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what you're not talking about like the rubber flooring. You're talking carp like carpet, Oh yeah, carpet. it's carpet. It, this stuff was like Berber what? but harder. Oh yeah. It was yeah. and I mean I would rather have fallen on concrete back in the day. <laughs> this carpet because <laughs> oh, the, wow. the fibers would get in the cut and the wound and you it's like I mean fiberglass. I'd rather rub my hands over my back over oh, fiberglass. Yeah. This carpet oh, stuff, wow. man. Baby. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. But um you know, I, as I would imagine many kids, you know, had various heights over the years. And so positions I played changed, but I, I think I was in some shooting positions here and there. And I, one thing I remember my old pappy he said, you know, you got, 
you got in the gym range. Never, never met a shot you didn't like in the, so, um, but, uh, yeah, I hope was, Mike that you're making a book of happy sayings and, happy. um, something to just, again, write down. So you never forget them. And then you just have something that you can just pull out and say, Hey, I know I have a quote for this. Maybe pass it down like a little heirloom. Yeah. He, uh, I, I figured I'd give us a, a minute or two each at the end to talk about our pops, given it's uh, it's Father's Day coming up. But yeah, he's got mm-hmm. got more sayings, and Heinz got pickles. That's uh, that's for sure. <laughs> they don't make they don't make them like him anymore. <clears throat> All right, on to the drink review. So, uh, Mark, um, what do you got for us this week? Well, gentlemen, I, I'm sticking with the tall boy. Uh, I found a cooler. I found a cooler uh, down at Trisha's Martin Moore uh, here locally, and uh, I'm with. I'm going with uh, it. Uh, I, I don't know if you pronounce it. It's, it's French, but it's Bush Bush Light. Uh, okay, it's Bush Light. Uh, Bush Latte of the Anheuser Busch uh, conglomerate of of years past. I think it's now AB InBev in bev whatever um but I, yeah you know i'm back to my lager back to my lager uh, roots here very nice very light um it's brewed in the united states i did a little bit of research about how this thing has come about um really really like what the people at bush are doing with their light beer um i i, I know I, I i say it's smooth it's it rem- i like i like the beer flavor without the heaviness of uh, a lot of alcohol content. So that's kind of nice for my older body. Uh, you know, getting prepared for a, a work week ahead. That's always nice. Now, this definitely passes the lawnmower test. Uh, you know, after a long day of mowing the lawn, come in, enjoy a nice bush light. Um, okay, don't give me a hard time again about the lawn mowing habits. Uh, but no, I highly recommend. And you know, what's nice is these tall boys, <laughs> these tall boys are in that little oddly uh, placed ice chest in most convenience stores with the brown paper bag. So I went, I went with the oh, whole, yeah. the whole shooting match. I got a brown paper bag, put it in there. Uh, it was awkward to check out, but it was like a dollar 82 or something. And I put it right back in the bag and walked out. It was nice. I recommend Bush light. Did you get any looks on the way out with your brown bag? <laughs> no, thankfully most people had left the parking lot. So that was nice. <laughs> Is there the hmm? question? Is there a bush? Oh is yeah, there... there's a, there's a bush oh, yeah. heavy. Oh, there's bush a heavy. diesel bush. Oh, oh yeah, it was, was right heavy? next to it. We called it oh, yeah. diesel. It, it, it was right well, next thought... to it in the cooler. Okay, we we called Budweiser the diesel. So I don't mm. know if, if Budweiser and Bush are are basically the same thing in different clothing, but it's probably the Mason Dixon oh. line. You know, you yeah. were north, we were south. It's probably you know colloquialism of of the South. Well, yeah, I'm not. Go ahead, Steve. One at a time, fellas. One at a time. I know oh, you're excited about the bush light. Please, questions. <laughs> it's very quaffable too. Very quaffable. Mm. Well, Steven, what were you gonna say? What I was gonna say was uh, shout out to Bush. I would say in the last decade. Uh, one of the commercials I still remember and, and laugh at is the commercial where they're like the guy cracks and just bush, 
and throughout the whole commercial, all this sort of stuff. So that was, again, no. commercials now are complete trash. But I would say last decade, that was one of the best. So, I, I mean, come on, Stephen. If you're, if you're going to go with a Bush commercial, how do you not mention the head for the mountains of Bush, Bush beer? beer. How, how do you uh-huh. not pick that one? Do you know that one? I haven't seen it. I don't know. I gotta. I'm gonna pull it up on YouTube oh, and watch man. it after this. I don't Head know. towards I the. Go, I, I, wait. I, I need you to jingle it again. Head towards the mountains. Right. Of bush beer. I. You know the funny thing here is that uh, we're we're a huge fan here of the uh, the Google um, suggested questions. Number two, is Bush Light stronger than Bush? And uh, at least according to Google, it is. So that's, uh, I, I just, I, I was asking Mark, because I'm like, they came up with Bush and then they decided, well, I guess we need to make this lighter. And uh, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. So mm-hmm. um, did they have Bush in there? Did you notice? They did. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it was. Uh, okay. There, this, this place, I, I'm going to go back to this well again. I mean, it is a deep well of domestics uh, at Trina's, Trina's at Shell. Um, they had Bush. They've, they're even starting to pepper in some of these Modelo flavored ones, which again, mm-hmm. arguably not domestic, but really impressive little ice chests that uh, they're sporting at the uh, near the checkout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. None of these gems that you're <clears throat> getting, I, I think, are really that hard to obtain. So, would you recommend this one? Oh, highly. It's very nice. Highly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Steven, please save us. What do you, what's the bourbon hunter got this week? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll save us. I'll reel this thing back in. All right. What I have, I picked this wow. up the other week. I'm, I've been excited about it. This is Walking Stick. This is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It is 90 proof. It is a single barrel. Uh, this is actually out of Louisville, Kentucky, but it is from the same company as your buffalo traces right so this is uh owned by uh sazerac um what the what the going saying is on this walking stick is that this is the poor man's blantons uh blends is a really uh popular uh potentially over popular whiskey right now one of the hardest to find uh but this one's on shelf it, do, it still kind of comes around you know every quarter so you can find it uh, comes in about 40, 40 a bottle, 40, 44 if you're not a Specs Key Club member. Of course, you got to be if you're hunting bourbon. Uh, but anyways, uh, I opened it yesterday. I had my first drink out of it. I wasn't loving it. But now night two, having some drinks, mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. it's definitely a buyer. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not mm-hmm. one I would ever have neat. But it's definitely, it's great uh, on an ice block. Definitely really like it. I think good flavor and, and definitely the right price point at 40. I think it's better than a lot of other stuff out there. So definitely a fun new one to try. New to me and new to the podcast. Hmm. Hmm. Walking well, stick. We, we look forward to Blanton's then next week. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, stage has need, been uh, set. I'm going to need a couple hundred to buy that secondary market. So y'all just let me, I'll let you know my Venmo. Okay. Well, no, you, uh, you submit your receipts and then we will, we'll reimburse you. Uh, I like how this podcast is working out. Uh Okay. 
uh, yeah, we just wait until you see how the processing works. All right. So <laughs> for me this week, I've got, uh, and this, so this is in honor of um, having two tours uh, of golf here. So this one is called Heated Agreement. Um, and it's a, it, it's a, it's actually a merge of several that I've done already. It's a hazy, but it's also a double IPA. So it's uh, sort of the, the best of all worlds, if you will, sort of an honor of Brookline, right? The U S mm. open bringing everyone back together. Um, this one is out of, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, the great North called fair state brewing cooperative. Mm. And, uh, the lovely description here for, especially for Stephen, heated agreement, double IPA with Idaho 7, mosaic and theolized yeast for maximum fruit aromas, mango and passion fruit. And you can't make this up with a hint of dankness. Um, so it's almost like they listened to the pod before they wrote this baby, but it's uh, 8.4% uh, put you on your rear and um, yeah, it's uh it's pretty good. I um I think, you know, my preference would be to deconstruct this like I'd either uh, rather have a uh, a double IPA or a hazy, maybe not maybe not them together. Uh looks nice, but for me, you know, not a huge fan of passion fruit, so maybe it's just kind of sticking in my craw, but it's it's a little bit too bitter. Um, for me. So mm. I, uh, if I can find something else from, from this, I will, uh, from this brewery, but I, this is not a, uh, not high on the list for me for a recommend, mm. but anyway, okay. um, can of many, many colors here, heated agreement. Um, so we will agree to bring everybody back together, uh, in Boston. And uh, yeah. this is more, more symbolic than, uh, than tasty, if you will. Mm. All right, quick update on uh, pucks in net. So <clears throat> it's been a little while since we talked hockey, uh, but the Rangers went ahead and completed the meltdown. Uh, I think they were up 2-0 on the Lightning, and so mm. they had Marnak on the ropes. Uh, if you mm -hmm. recall, Marnak's favorite was uh, was for Tampa Bay to three-peat. Um, I tell you what, though, Tampa Bay, pretty impressive. Uh, come back on the on the Maple Leafs, who I think were favorite, uh, swept the Florida Panthers, who were the – they were the top offense. And yep. then, of course, this comeback on the Rangers from 2-0. So they, they've got mm -hmm. the pedigree. Um, you know, uh, we, we've said throughout that this year – well, this time of year and this year in particular, very interesting for both NBA and NHL. This one, this finals is particularly interesting. Uh, so you've got, you know, Tampa Bay going for the three-peat. You've got the Avalanche. I think this is their first cup they've been in since uh, maybe like 20 years. Um, so they uh, they obviously trying to bring home the cup. Um, so this one will be, uh, will be very interesting. The, the abs were the best in the West. Um, obviously Tampa wasn't the best in the East, but I think it was a pretty tough conference this year. So, um, if you haven't watched any, uh, any hockey yet, uh, need to make sure you get a hold of this series. I think first, uh, first game is Wednesday. Um, so 
taking a page out of the NBA book and uh, drawing that a little bit, but um, should be a very interesting, very interesting series. Um, Sell more merch on that way. Sell more merch that yeah. way. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be an awesome series. I think this is going to be one of the best series in hockey in a while. Again, you got Avalanche, who are super hot, just absolutely kicking every team's butt they've been playing so far. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the Lightning with the history. So I think it's going to be really good if you're not a hockey fan. I think this will be good enough to watch. Um, I-, I am very, very excited to watch it. I'm going to try to make sure that every night I dedicate the time to do it or at least watch part of it. Um, so I'm excited. I, I still, pro- I'm, I wouldn't say probably, I am for sure rooting for the Avalanche. Um, Ooh. but again, I just hope it's a good series. Rooting against Marnak. Wow. Wow. I got a little, it has to nothing your, to do with Marnak. To your own it's, it's peril. The, to your own peril. I think as I've stated on this podcast, I'm not a fan of these dynasties and teams that continue to just win year in and year out. So uh, excited for the young guns there in Colorado. I, th- I do think that they are going to uh, give the Lightning a run for their money, and I, I think ultimately win. So I- I'm excited. I just hope okay. it's a good series. And I-, I hope it goes away. As much as I want Abs to sweep, I mean, I, I hope it's a good six, seven-game series. I think it would be great every game. Yep. And that's just one day closer to football, and we don't just have to suffer with baseball all the way to football season. So, again, longer the series, the better. Well, it's a, it's a good thing on this podcast, too, that football has two meanings. So, it's not not only the uh, oblong ball. The, the round, oh, yeah. So, we've got – oh, yeah, we got it all year. Anyway. The footy. Uh, hey, Stephen, before we move on from hockey, does the name Peter DeBoer, does that, does that ring a bell? Does that mean anything to you? It rings a bell, but I could not tell you who or what team that name comes from. So, well, you were you were so against Rick Bounis uh, that you said, you know, get him out of town. So uh, it looks like Dallas's Dallas Stars are going to be picking up this. Uh, I guess they passed over Hitchcock, uh, uh-huh. and they're they're going to be picking up Peter DeBauer. 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 Uh, <clears throat> I think he was coaching yeah. for uh, for Vegas. So. He's oh, right. uh, yeah, okay. a little bit younger than, than – am I saying that right? Is it bonus or are you just like saying bonus? Bon- no, no, it's bonus. It's bonus. Oh, it is bonus. Okay. It is bonus, confirmed. I know with a little – there's no umlaws in there, but it's for sure <laughs> bonus. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, he was the Vegas coach. And, again, he took Vegas first season – of being a hockey team to the finals. That's right. Uh, so yeah. interesting. It does seem like it's not a done deal yet, but sounds like this is what they're laying towards. So, hey, if he's got the history and can take teams and gather them and, and make them as good as they've uh, Vegas has been, then this could be a good hire. Okay. And he doesn't well, have the crazy hair on the top of the head to really get them all uh, worked <laughs> up with, with the fun <laughs> stuff in Dallas. Big D Dallas. Well, he's – He's still 54, so he's not the Sean McVay you were looking for. But uh, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> he's not going to be going out to the nightclubs with the fellas. But uh, he's a little bit younger than, than Bones. So <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I, I'm, I think when it comes time for hockey season, uh, we, might, we might have to make a bet. I don't, I don't know that they'll do better than they did this year. I think, I think there's some 
intangibles there with with bonus that you're you're looking over and um no this guy this guy doesn't look like a winner to me he looks like a run of the show run of the show run of the show (laughs) here we go all right a little bit on f1 so i mean this is just this is just a comedy of errors uh so ferrari so leclerc I mean, I don't know how many poles he's had this season, but he he had first place after the qualifying again. And Ferrari, they just they it's like, I don't know, pick your least reliable car of the 80s and 90s. You guys could probably name a few and and their their cars blew up again today. You go out Mm. and find videos and they, you know, they've got the onboard cams of the Ferrari cars. And there's just, you know, smoke coming out of Leclerc's car. And so it's just they it, it was a double DQ mm. uh, for Ferrari. And, I, and I, <clears throat> I'm not talking about peanut butter, blizzard, Parfait, uh, and a dip okay. cone. No, this is a, this was a double DQ. That's no points. And uh, for stopping takes the win again. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think Perez, I think his team is Red Bull teammate got second too. Mm. So yeah. It's just uh, it's it's just crazy because that's that's not the first time that that that's happened this season for Leclerc and uh, Ferrari just shooting themselves in the foot. I, I got a little little trivia here for you um, to poke some fun here at uh, Italian automakers here for a second. Do you guys know? Have you heard of the brand Fiat or Fiat? Do you yeah. know? Do you know what Fiat stands for? I have no clue. Functionality is an afterthought. That that's actually not bad for thinking Thank on you. your that was thinking right on your feet on the spot. Yep. yep, yep, yep. No clue. But it actually it stand. It actually is it a type of cheese? For, is it a type of no. cheese? It's a type. Okay. It stands for fix it again, Tony. No. So it's a, <laughs> okay. it's kind of the Ford in the Ford of Italy. <laughs> Ford was a fix or repair daily this is fix it again tony but uh for, apparently ferrari reliability not that great either uh maybe yeah. mark maybe you were right maybe the pistons maybe the engines aren't supposed to be sounding like that because uh, ferrari can't just can't figure it out never so. good to have it sound like you got sand in the old crankshaft you know <laughs> it's not good uh, so when so whenever you go to buy your new car in 20 uh 34 uh make sure you i don't recommend don't recommend an italian car but uh nissan's still ticking we'll see maybe maybe ferrari can figure it out because it seems like they can get the pole position but they just they can't get it to run the whole race so Mm. um interesting turn of events this season for f1 will continue to uh keep keep apprised of what's going on there all right Time to pull out the old Valhalla envelope. It is time for Marnak, the the mediocre. He's uh, we're not, you know, we may or may not go back and validate some of these picks. I uh, we we were close. We were close. It's to all there you a, for everybody to go back and check. We were close to giving you a demerit for Tampa, but they they reached out of the grave and they they came back and they're they're they in the final. So, two. It wasn't even close. Uh, all right. So, question, uh, please. The question, Marnak, mm-hmm. for this week. 
Mm. Will Phil the Thrill Mickelson make the cut at Brookline, U.S. Open this week? Well, I know you guys give me a hard time for the Vidara envelope. Oh, sorry, Vidara. What did yeah, I say? I know. You said Valhalla. Valhalla. Oh, okay. Last week it was Vidalia. Last week it was Vidalia. Now it's... It's Vidara. Uh, the the long and short of the answer is uh, no. Phil Mickelson will not make the cut. Um, I think there's probably there's probably stats behind the no. I mean, again, the envelope doesn't <laughs> lie. There's probably stats behind the no, but there's also reality. Um, I just don't think he's in the right shape form. Um, who knows? Again, he could surprise us like he did at the PGA last year. Uh, I didn't see where he finished in the the live the live or the live event. Uh, T thirty three plus T thirty three. Okay, that's that's on that course. Uh, if you extrapolate that, still using not good. Artificial intelligence to the country club. He's probably shooting plus forty two. So <laughs> I know the U.S. Open is. <laughs> perennially uh, over par powered, over par. powered by bush light that's bush light <laughs> math right there folks uh so the the envelope said no my heart says man it would be fun to see him make the weekend because the drama would be awesome uh however i just don't see it happening i, I mean he caught lightning in a bottle once out there at old kiowa or wherever they played um that's right kiowa I just, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I, like I said, head, no, heart, yes. Just don't see it happening. That would be, for me, that would be like Tiger winning the latest at the Masters times like 100. I mean, you talk, yeah. it, he comes back from the depths, from the nether regions. Literally the nether regions. Oldest major winner again. With all of this drama, I mean that that would be not, a, not that would be the story for the ages, I think. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know a darn thing about the course. I should probably do a little bit of, of research um, to see whether or not it's a it's an easy course. I don't. I sh I should have asked you what the winning score was going to be, um, but I I just I don't know enough about the course to validate that either way. So. Um, I do have a, uh, <clears throat> if, if you're interested, a, a bonus, the, uh, the Rick, mm. the Rick bonus optional Marnak, if you, if you would so choose, do you have a, a favorite to win or any, any favorites? Ooh, Hold going on. back to, going back to the envelope of Vidara. Deep pockets. Deep pockets. Oh, oh, Ooh. oh, oh. Uh, my favorite to win uh, is one Rory McIlroy. He's riding a Ooh. heater. I see if he, I, I truly believe that if that guy Matt backs his driver up with wedge play that we know he can, I mean, he, he's, I mean, I truly think he's unbeatable. Nobody hits the ball further and straighter. And if he could use his wedge game to get the ball as close as he did at the RBC, like it's not even close. I mean, truly, I, I think maybe a Justin Thomas would be the guy that could hang with him. Scheffler, I think if it goes offline, it's, it's just not great. Uh, and I love Scotty Scheffler. 
I, I just don't see anybody beating McElroy if for some way, shape, or form he can do what he did this last weekend at RBC. Yeah. His driver is the straightest, longest thing ever. Get his wedges uh, in, in alignment. Uh, man, he's unbeatable. I mean, truly unbeatable. So I like Rory. If he can put it all together, man. And I think he's in a really cool headspace. Not that I get big on psychology, but he's just like, you know what? This is my home. This is where I'm, this is what I'm doing. And he's proven to people he's the best. I, I, I yeah. really am impressed with him right now. Yeah, he, um, I'd say he's been one of the most staunch uh, supporters of, of the PGA Tour and, and, and anti-live. He's, I think he, you could say he's kind of the golden boy um, of, of mm. the tour at this point. They said that there was something that, came from way down within when he what did he chip in on 18 at the masters uh just yeah he oh yeah, yeah. bunker for him, him and morikawa yeah, yeah. um uh, little had a little sandys mm-hmm. yeah okay okay so something was awoken there and oh, yeah. um i i think he's uh you know he uh it's playing for something a little yeah. deeper than the game this time around. And I, I, I agree. think that I don't, I don't know if that'll lift him, but uh, uh, it's, it's almost like there, there's sort of this, it's not even imaginary. There's this dividing line in the field this week. And yeah. it's going to be really interesting to see, does the winner come from the, the live side mm-hmm. or the, the PGA side? Mm-hmm. All right. I'd love to see I him agree. winning. I'd love to see him also win the masters. I mean, I'd like to see him. Mm finish it all up yeah sorry Steve, I, agree. I want him to yeah i agree i want him to have the career grand slam too i'd like to see him to win win the masters um but yeah rory what he's saying is he's like actually having more fun i think he's putting mm-hmm. less stress on and just having fun uh so again there's something to be said about that for all the people that stress out about little little things in life sometimes uh find ways mm-hmm. to just live and have fun uh but what i'll say i will disagree with you mark in terms of McElroy, I don't think Marnack. Wet if he's got a Marnack, excuse me, Marnack, Mr. Marnack. Keep pod integrity, son. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> what I will say, Marnack, uh, is that it's not the wedge game; it's the putting. Again, right. they yeah, do they do complement yeah, each fair. other up that's because fair. close wedges, closer putt. Yeah. But to me, his flat stick is the reason yeah. why he doesn't have forty wins. I get you. I'm, I'm with um, you. That's fair. But yeah, watching. Watching his driver swing and then watching that thing get launched straight down the middle, barely come off the center line and mm-hmm. land at like 320 something. It's just like, oh, mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, so he is he is fun to watch. And I, I, mm-hmm. I like him just overall. Good personality. Yeah, I think too. he's a good guy. So, yeah, I, honestly, I think it would be a sweet. Him and JT, again, going neck and neck. Oh, I'd pay for that right uh, now. Final round. Yeah. I mean, that would be awesome. Yep. So, I think it's going to come down to Brookline's greens. Can he can he mm-hmm. conquer the greens or not? Looks like some incredible weather, too. Highs in the mm-hmm. highest 70 on Sunday. Oh, so, that's going to be. Reminds me a lot of here. Reminds me a lot of here. What I would give. In December. May Where do we live? In this humid, made for TV. Yeah, it's got other benefits. Right. All right. Good for the Thank story. you, Marnak. <laughs> All right. Let's punch our ticket again. Flavor Country. 
So, so Mark, you, uh, you know, I, I know that you were already on your quest to make uh, Wagyu a food group. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't, didn't know what to expect for this week, but uh, I, I knew that you had a chance to go to a dynamite uh, restaurant in the woodland. So I'd at least like to hear a little bit about that. But if you did, if you did get a chance to, to visit the giant hat um, that is Arby's, interested to hear a little bit about what you might have picked up there. So yeah, uh, take take us away. You're our tour guide for Flavor Country this week. Uh, Flavor Country. I mean, it, you know, it's like everybody hop on a, a bicycle because we're, we're driving through the old country. Made here. of meat. Made of meat. You know, it was a, it was a, a cornucopiac uh week for me i got to uh, i was treated on uh, thursday evening to a kind of a celebratory dinner at a restaurant called tris up in uh, the woodlands waterway area um and this this uh restaurant um the the chef is known for his infusion of different flavors from around the world i think asian and and uh, kind of american fusion but the steaks the steaks the meats are what uh, he's really known for in the different cuts and the styles. So we had a, a meat board, as they call it, I guess, in the business. Uh, we had all kinds of different uh, um, meats from prime rib to, to, to filet to there was a. Okay. Uh, so this is like the King charcuterie. This isn't. Oh, like a... this isn't, this <laughs> isn't, you know, the, the uh, salami. smoked salami or the, the salted meats. This is, the man's man's meat that didn't sound right but anyway you get the idea um we start out you know uh with some uh some accoutrements if you will and some appetizers and and to me this is like the amuse-bouche just to get your palate ready for the meat um i mean you know and i got a wedge i got a wedge salad any anywhere i go and the wedge is on the menu i got a little more meat a little bacon I needed the bacon. The bacon to me is what gets you ready. Uh, but there were some, there were some good, you know, appetizers involved um, from the lobster nacho thing, which was nice. Oh, wow. uh, there was, oh yeah, there was crab ravioli. Um, there was some tuna tartare. Again, all nice. All have their place in life. But when you've got this meat board staring you in the face, I'm like, guys, can we get the riffraff out of the way? Can we get the chaff off the wheat, please? We separate, you know, the stuff that's not needed. And then this meat board comes in. And I mean, it took like three people to hoist it <laughs> onto the table. Um, and, uh, you know, the chef came in and explained what he was doing. And that was really neat. Um, we, I think the, the highlight was what they called like A5 Wagyu. Um, and they asked if we all wanted an ounce um, cause again, I don't know, I guess an ounce costs as much as my Nissan Maxima. Uh, and so <laughs> we all said, sure. Uh, and so that came to me, I mean, literally this piece of Wagyu, you could put in your mouth and it would just melt. Like I didn't even have to chew. It was fantastic. All, all cooked properly at medium rare to medium. Uh, and that was nice. Uh, there was nothing left. It was like a pack of wild animals took this meat board down. Uh, and that was fantastic. Uh, I will tell you an unheralded little lanyap on the board was mm. the roasted garlic in the clove that you could uh, take your fork and dig out. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, love doing I that. I mean, 
dig it out and put on a little piece of the, the not the wagyu, of course, but on the meat. And that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't get any kisses when I got home because, I mean, I was garlic infested. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, my wife could smell it like when I closed the car door. I mean, it was bad. Um, but no, the restaurant was great. We sat at the chef's table so we could see him preparing food in the kitchen. Uh, the, the, the company was nice. There was some nice jazz music. I mean, the whole night was fantastic. I got an old fashioned to start. I'm not a big, big drinker at the, at the dinner table. Uh, I had, so I had an old fashioned, it was nice. Um, you know, and I, you know, there, I got water. I mean, I'm not, I don't have any exotic things to talk about after that, but it was nice. Um, dessert, but dessert, we didn't do dessert. I mean, literally the meat sweats were starting to, it was starting to hurt. Like, I don't think I ate. You start working two, out. I know. Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I ate the next two meals. I gotta be honest. Like Friday breakfast, Friday lunch. I think I had like a banana total. Um, it wasn't good. I mean, the meat sweats, that's, that's legit. But, but, um, I will tell you what I did today. Oh, what did you do today? Uh, well, Mike, Stephen, uh, I went to the bastion of the meat capital of the world, Arby's. Ooh, Arby's they have the meats. They have the meats. And they are they have been touting a multiple uh, variations on a theme of Wagyu. And as you guys know, I know Steven's the bourbon hunter. I'm the Wagyu hunter. That's new. Um, we'll see if it sticks, but uh, they have a deluxe Wagyu and a bacon ranch Wagyu burger. Oh, um, hold on. Okay. Can, just, just a second. Hey, you I want just, to ask some questions? Okay. I Go just want to comment on this crazy mm. universe that, that mm-hmm. we came up with the idea for you to do a Wagyu burger from a fast food chain. Yeah. And you've had, and how many times have you had Wagyu in the past two weeks? Legit. Probably, probably no joke, six, seven times. Holy. But do you so guys hear my the... heart? My heart is like literally beating faster yeah. now than it ever has I can in my see, life. I can see your blood yeah. moving. I mean, my, it's moving yeah, slowly. It's, it's moving very slowly. I like the, I, I've got to go on a beef fast this is for a just, long time. For our listeners, this confluence of just like top shelf, world-class Wagyu. And then now, mm. now we're talking about mm-hmm. Arby. So sorry, continue, Mark. No, yeah. And I know this is getting long. So cut me off at any point in time, but I'll put you both on mute so you can't. Um, but <laughs> the, this, this was, so I've, you know, I've been to Barton Creek and Bob's, you know, steak and chop house to Tris. I think, um, the next trip to the Wagyu, uh, where, you know, where I get it is, is, you know, it's the pinnacle. I mean, it's the Slazenger to your Strix on, um, it is your DT solo to your AVX. So I pull in. It's in the Lowe's parking lot. You know, I had to pick up a couple supplies and I see the capital A staring me in the face. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. They've, they've got a Wagyu burger there. And I know we talked about it last week. Um, it, you know, it starts out by seeing a sign that says the dining room's closed, drive through only. <laughs> it's at that point that I'm like, mm, it's probably because they have to keep the crowd under control because uh, <laughs> of the Wagyu. Well, no. Um, I, but okay. I push on anyway. I was like, I'll go through the drive-thru as anyone would with Wagyu. Um, I get up there and then the truck in front of me pulls out, he leaves. And I'm like, oh, you probably just can't handle the Wagyu. 
uh, I get up there and uh, I'm like, hey, I'd like to try your deluxe Wagyu burger. And, you know, she says, hold on. I'm like, oh. I was like, oh, they're getting it ready for me. And I have to remember that, you know, again, the white tablecloth service that I've had, I expect that at Arby's if you're serving Wagyu. And, you know, she comes on, she's like, all right, we don't have any curly fries. I was like, wow, I, I wasn't ordering curly fries. I just want the Wagyu deluxe burger. And she's like, all right, $8.93. And I was like, $8.93. I was like, I didn't order the meal. It's not bad. But I, I didn't order the meal because, like, they don't have curly fries. That's just the burger. That's okay. just the burger. And in the line, I'm thinking to myself, okay, let me, let me investigate. 100% Wagyu burger. Maybe that's a good deal. It is. Here, here's some cold, hard facts, guys. It's 52% Wagyu. It's not full-blooded yeah, Wagyu. I was expecting that. I wasn't expecting the full. It's also, there. they said that they're serving it medium well. So I'm just telling you the facts before we bite into mm. it here. Uh, it's sous vide <laughs> style. It's sous vide. Ooh. Which, you know, Ooh, keeps the moisture okay. in, locks in the yeah, flavor. Yeah. Take the flavor country. The right, uh, whole guarantees night. how they want it in terms of doneness, too. I get up to the window. I hand her my credit card. I said, don't swipe it till Tuesday. You know, if it's $9, that's, that's more than I normally spend on fast food. <laughs> um, but this is Wagyu. She then proceeds to ask me if I want any Arby sauce. And I've gotten so accustomed to saying yes, I say yes. And horsey sauce, so I get it. But I'm like, this is Wagyu. It should flavor itself. Um, but I'd still take the sauces. Um, as I was pulling out, and I know that there's nobody you know, staying or in to dine in at the establishment. I did notice some vanity plates on some of the, what I think are probably the workers. One of them, the license plate, no joke said bacon. <laughs> so I know what I'm about to bite into. It's going to be amazing. Um, get it home. My kids and my wife are all, you know, smelling the burger. They're all very jealous. Um, I take it out and it's in that silver foil that we've all come to know and love with the big bacon set or the big uh, cheesy beef classic or whatever it's called uh, beef and cheddar but on the outside it says special it says special on it i'll show you guys a picture i'm like i know this is gonna be special so i open the burger um you know i'm a family man my kids wanted a bite so i let them have a bite uh we all had we we so we shared a wagyu burger and i will tell you it was good down down to the last morsel Um, and so much so that my youngest was like Dad, can we have Arby's tomorrow? Because I want one of these. Wow. And I was like, well, I hate to break your heart, sweetheart, but uh, they don't have the curly fries. And that's the <laughs> lanyap I go there for. So I don't know. But I, hey, guys, I highly recommend, you know, uh, the deluxe Wagyu burger. I mean, maybe couple it with a bush light uh, for the next <laughs> meal. I mean, you were talking. Was it you know, medium? I'd say it was medium well to well done. I'll, I'll share all the pictures with you guys. I think it might've been over sous vide or over served. You know, it was just, it was a little, it was a little more cooked than I would have liked okay. for that kind of quality beef. And, and it looks like it comes on a nice brioche bun. Is that correct? Oh, the bun was fantastic. Moist, a little buttered, a little toasted. There, I think oh. there was a sauce on it though, which, you know, I could probably leave the sauce, but the meat mm-hmm. profile did come through nicely. Um, Highly, highly recommended. You're going to want to, you know, take out a loan though to pay for it. I mean, $9 for a burger. Like that's, that's obscene, but 
you know. Well, and I guess to me, like you, you, that's where I was thinking about it is comparative to your standard fast food burger, it is more. But if you compare mm. it to more of your like sit down, like a five guys or something, or mm. a shake mm-hmm. shack, it's mm-hmm. probably on par with that. So, uh, you know, fair. if it's that good, it you was can good. Sit in your car and not get out. I, I think it's worth it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was nice. I mean, I highly recommend it. I mean, I, guys, I, but I'm telling you, the flavor country, trip that I've taken to Wagyu town yeah. I mean, has been, it's a been obscene. I mean, it's just, I pinch myself every day, mostly just to make sure my blood's still flowing. Yeah. But I pinch myself. I, I think I am, uh, I'm a little concerned for your health. Uh, you, yeah. You might want to get some, some more salads and I, yeah. and I don't mean wedges. I mean, something no. without bacon yeah. and blue cheese. Like, you might want to get some spinach in there. Just some, yeah. Regular, your your celery. Yeah. Remember your celery. Uh, poem. My celery poem. Either yeah. way, gotcha. you should just have celery without ranch because probably uh, need more fiber. I probably need a lot yeah. more fiber to clean the arteries you out. He's gonna have by next episode. He's gonna have gout. <laughs> 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 but I do. I do have. A, I do have an Arby's. Uh, Ten minutes from me, so I um, I had a little uh, king of queens moment this weekend. So I was I was out and about. Uh, doing some errands and uh happened to happen to spot a t-bell and so i said okay let me oh let me do a little let me channel my inner uh doug heffernan and i uh and it was a combo kfc taco bell and i went in there and i uh i said okay well if they've got if they've got a a pizza it's meant to be and and they had one sure enough and I, i i didn't get the uh the mention of the shell shortage mm. so i guess dfw better employee chain yeah 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 uh or 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 employee of the year creating mm-hmm. false false shortage thereby increasing the sales um but uh or they didn't want to cause a riot i mean you right. can go we can continue to ideate on this but most likely okay. um but I want to ask you. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. I I yeah. did like it. But what is good. what's the stock? What is the stock sauce that's on that? Because it's 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 like in between the, the shells is delicious. And then there's a bit of a stock sauce that I think I could do without. Do you know what that is? You know what I'm talking about. I think yeah. I think it is called. Uh, so I bought it at the store. I think it's called their taco sauce, right? So it's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. a hot, a mild, a what a fire. I think it's just called their taco sauce. I've definitely bought it at the store. Okay. Again, it, it's one of those. It adds a little uh, bit of juiciness to the pizza. But again, I'm lathering on so much hot sauce on there that it just covers up everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was, yeah, it was delicious. Mm-hmm. I I feel like if they wanted to, you know, go to the Arby's level, they would let you pick, you know, which which sauce you wanted on top there, and that would be even better. And I'd, I'd get hot, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. That was pretty tasty. Maybe so add some I will... fajita chicken in there too. Oh, I I did like their quesadilla that they had for a while with that. Oh, yeah. uh, kind of creamy oh, sauce. sauce. That, was, mm-hmm. that was pretty tasty. Um, but I yeah I will be uh, channeling Doug Heffernan again this week, and I will be getting the uh, the Wagyu burger, and I will yes. corroborate uh, this story. So all right, all right. Uh, We'll see if we've got time for this. It's kind of a, another, the Rick bonus, uh, bonus trivia segment of the week. This is a uh, potpourri. 
you remember oh. that category from from Jeopardy? Oh, so my my nephew charged me. He's a he's an avid uh, follower of the podcast. He charged me with uh, coming up with what are the professional teams that share a name across leagues. And so the one he said there's six of them, and so we'll we'll maybe we'll time box this because we're not the the sharpest tools here, but. Uh, the one that I could think of right off the bat was the Giants. So I don't know if the, if the, the New York Giants, the San Francisco Giants. So that that would be one. Mm-hmm. But he said that there are there are six total uh, between hmm. the, the professional sports leagues. Can either one of you think of another one? Uh, Cardinals. Cardinal. Oh, dang. You literally. Are- oh. St. Louis. Oh. And Arizona. Arizona. That's two. I want to say no, not the Lions, not the Kraken, not the Kraken. You can definitely well, rest assured. Fun one. This is a great Panthers. question. Panthers. So you got Panthers. these. Panthers. So you got Florida Panthers and Carolina Panthers. Okay, that's, that's three, three of six. Mm. He said there's how many? Six. He said there's six. Rangers, Rangers, Texas Rangers, Rangers yeah, New York Texas Rangers. Rangers. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's close to All home. Right, we should have got four. that one. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Gotta be something stock. And is he saying it's like it's live right now? Like you can't go back to like the Braves. You know, there was like the basketball team many years ago. Yeah. And okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Pro- probably not. Yeah. Kings. How about the Kings? The L.A. Kings. No. Did they and just who? move? Yeah. Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Oh yeah, LA Kings hockey, yeah, and Sacramento Kings. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Ooh, good nice pull there. Oregon, no. Rangers. More than just a pretty face. More than a pretty face. And I assume he's not talking about MLS. I don't know those teams. I mean, well, I know the Dynamo and that kind of thing. I think it's WNBA teams. It's got to be like another bird. There's so many bird mascots, like a lot of birds. Seahawks. Eagles. Um, Interesting. So wait, how many do we have? Sorry, That's we've five. Got five. We'll see if we'll see if we can think of the other one later. But that was pretty good. I didn't expect us to get that far. Um, I'm sure the I'm sure the sixth one is is probably the easiest. But uh, good work. Thank you. I had some other other thoughts about trivia that that we'll do later on. Uh, maybe Al Borland uh, related, but uh, pretty good job on potpourri for the first time tonight. I bring you when you boys come into town. We'll head down to the local brewery and do the uh, the Sunday night trivia. We can do it on location nice. there. All right, right into uh, Department of Corrections. Uh, so we were pretty good last week. First one. Uh, so we were talking about we we're talking about Buckeyes. Uh, you know, I was talking about it in the sense of the. Uh, the the delicacy that's uh, chocolate and peanut butter, Mark. You were talking about the nut itself. Uh, you said that you're unable to eat Buckeyes, which which is true. If they don't raw. eat the nuts, however, yeah. oh, if they're if cooked, you, if you roast them, they mm. they are edible. So uh, I apologize to the Buckeye nut. No, 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 no. Here. Don't apologize. You're trying to keep our listeners alive, but I encourage I you. Uh, roasted or raw, still encourage you to go with the uh, chocolate mm. peanut butter ones. Um, 
we had a so I guess a bit of education here on currency. So so Stephen, you, I I think you were talking about a million dollars. and sort of said one large. Uh, you know, obviously one large is is a thousand. That's that's kind of a minor nit. Uh, just a little bit. Rick, bonus trivia here. Any idea what a, why they call it a C note? It's pretty easy. No, oh, uh, yeah, no. I'm not. Here's my thing, Mike. I while I we live in a age of currency, I swipe mine. I'm not used to carrying around the the green the green stuff and all the green <laughs> fun lingo. So yeah, one large to me is like one mil. One oh. extra large to me is like one bill. I mean, uh, one billy, uh, not one one dollar bill, like one billion. Uh, so yeah, you know what? I'm not I'm not used to the uh, the fun cash name. So you're gonna have to give me some details on what a C okay. note is. Okay, I I look forward to uh, to one large uh, listeners. Um, remind me not to have you do my taxes. So uh, a C note goes back to the Romans. So C is uh, C's a hundred. That was pretty easy. Any idea why uh, a billion is also abbreviated with a G? I guess I guess they don't teach that at Oklahoma State. So the G is the G. I know that they do that, but I don't know the reason. Yeah. Well, uh, if you worked in IT, you would know that G also stands for giga, which is right. uh, which is very that. So yeah. uh, I, I feel like the uh, the IT department at OSU is built on balsa uh, and, and toothpicks. But uh, listen to here. It's pumping uh, out smart graduates the world over. I know. And great and great sports teams. Um, <clears throat> Stephen, you had me uh, look up Spalding Smales. Uh, I did. Is he... <laughs> Is he some sort of outcast? He doesn't look like he fits in with the judge. He looks like he's more on Dangerfield's crew. Yeah, exactly. He's the uh, rowdy grandson. I, I think he, he's the grandson, okay. right? Uh, he, that's right. He's a little oddball, uh, and that is part of the reason why it makes it so good. So, yes, he does not fit in with standard judge material. Okay. Very, very funny. I like the uh, – what kind, What do they call that hat? The uh, – the fisherman hat. I don't know. What's what's the hat that goes all the way around? Okay. <laughs> the hat that goes all the way around. Yeah, what the hat doesn't the... <laughs> go all the way around? The hat that's got the bill all the way around that the the like the fisherman wear. Oh, what, like the a bucket straw hat? hat? The bucket, like a bucket hat or the straw hat? Well, yeah, man. All right. Stephen's oh, wearing a hat. Me. It goes all the way around his head. It does. Yeah, you're right. What the? F- I'll, uh, oh I'll look that up Am- for next time. It's amateur hour here on the pod. Right. Uh, keep keep us keep giving us the corrections here. Uh. No, only only one more. So uh, again, Oklahoma State education oh. more more art than science. Oh. That there we go. No, no such thing as a bifecta. I, okay. I applaud you for your. Uh, creativity but that's a, i think it, all i could find was a herbicide but uh i i knew i knew that's a meant. word i'm gonna trademark then okay. all the horse horse bookies horse racing people that can come ask me if they want it bifecta. you heard it you heard it here first weekend at berkman's we got the the bifecta for you every week mm-hmm. 
of the trifecta anyway. Mm. Mm. Uh, one last thing, Stephen, did you, you, I was asking about who the, the Newcastle United team was, the, the English Premier League, who the owner was, um, it, and you had mentioned BlackRock Holdings. Oh, baby. I don't know if you have looked at the Wikipedia article for that thing. It is. Mm-hmm. You know what I thought of when I read it? I thought of Black Briar. Oh, it's, no. Jason oh, Moore. Black Briar. Oh, yeah, you... They're probably on the same page. I mean, they probably have a lot of co-owners that mingle on both, both sides. I Yeah. I don't want to read that article too long because I don't want to see lizard men and, and mm-hmm. black bands on my street because that mm-hmm. looks like the Illuminati and I, I do I'm yeah I'm gonna forget all yeah. about Blackrock. Blackrock, a lot of castle, a lot of C notes around that place, and one <laughs> large is around the Blackrock. <laughs> oh baby. All right. Well, we look forward to Department of Correction for next week. I'm sure it'll be chalk. <laughs> more than likely okay all right time to round out the night with local knowledge i'm gonna start with our resident dr phil we'll do thoughts for the week and uh you know we've got father's day coming up on on sunday so uh you know mark you're you're always uh, very laudatory of, of the the family and your father so if you want to throw in an extra you know, an extra word or two for your old pappy. Feel free to do that as mm. well. So, thank you for uh, for recognizing the you know focus uh, I have on my family. Yeah, uh, mm. happy Father's Day coming up for folks. I know next time we'll talk, it'll be after we celebrated. And fathers the world over, or well, at least in the United States, are getting ties and socks and new underwear or whatever it is their kids get them. Um, and I, you know, I love those traditions. Um, you know, handwritten cards. That's what I look forward to the most. My kids generally draw me a card, even though they're, you know, now older. Uh, I still enjoy that and they still do that for me. And that's a lot of fun. My parents are going to come down They're They're getting, they're getting older too. So hopefully they, uh, the drive is good, but my dad wants to play golf and I'm like, dad, it's an oven down here, but we'll try to find some place that has a lot of trees, uh, which doesn't necessarily work with my, uh, my, my hard draw. Some people call it a hook, but you know, we'll try to get out there and play some golf. Um, so I'm excited about that. My other uh, local knowledge is, uh, you know, I've told you a lot about Wagyu over the last two weeks. I'm also telling you, don't eat that much beef. I, I'm, a, I'm a meat eater and I love my beef, <laughs> but I can tell it's just, it, things just aren't right. That's, all, that's too much meat, you know, and you can't have steak every day. It's just not sustainable. Um, and I don't mean like environment sustainable. I mean, personal environment sustainability. Uh, so just make sure you eat a well-balanced diet. Those uh, folks at uh, USDA or US whatever, food and drug, whatever. You know, the whole food pyramid, I think it, they, they might've been onto something. You know, you, you got to clean out the system every now and again. So I think this next week, I'm going to try to eat a little bit cleaner. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not going to eat meat, but uh, just try to eat a little bit cleaner. And uh, wean myself off some of the, the, the meat sweats I've been having here lately. Um, you know, and, and you know what? I'm looking forward to a great uh, golf week again. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's a lot of buzz going on right now. And looking forward to the U.S. Open. Good Father's Day tradition. Excited about getting to sit and watch golf with my dad uh, this coming week. 
and I hope you guys have a good week too. Did you did you say hard draw or did you say duck hook? No, I said hard draw. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I think they. Call I got to keep it under control here of late. You know, it's just it's gotten a little little out of hand. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm working on it. If if I was great at golf, I you know I would wouldn't be doing what I do in the IT business. You know, so mm-hmm. I think the I think the Wagyu settlements may be messing up your equilibrium. <sighs> Something it's not right. Weekend at Berkman, sponsored by your local gout medicine butcher. <laughs> butcher, there we go. Yes, we got multiple opportunities. All right. Thank you, Mark. What about you, Stephen? Uh, thoughts of the week, uh, kind of like Mark hit on. I'm just going to emphasize it. Um, excited for the U.S. Open. I mean, I think it'll be great. Like I said, being up there in Boston, Brookline. Uh, I've already seen the first video of somebody dropping a ball in the rough and watching mm. it disappear. Of course, it's not U.S. Oh, Open. I love that. Until you get the video of someone dropping the ball in the rough and complaining about how long it is. Um, but I'm excited to watch. I love watching uh, live from the U.S. Open. Well, you know, what, or wherever it is, one of the golf channels doing it live all week. So I love watching that. So uh, good week of uh, golf. So looking forward to that. But to Father's Day, um, of course, that is first and foremost coming up. So don't forget, send them a gift, uh, give them a phone call, go see them if you can. But, I mean, to me, the one thing I, I love doing in our – favorite father-son thing is, is going to play golf. So if you're a golfer, um, you know, spend the time on the course with your dad. I mean, it's it's memories you'll make, shots that you'll hit, jokes that you'll say, drinks that you'll have. Um, and it, it's great. I mean, to me, that that is the one thing that I always find the most fun is just going to play golf and getting out there and getting our mind off everything else and just, just having fun. Whack a little white ball around uh, some pretty – Pretty architecture. So, I mean, what's what's better than that? So, have a tea time if you can with your father. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you, Stephen. Uh, for me, so uh, a bit of bit of practical local knowledge for for a second. I uh, hmm. was helping out a uh, helping out a relative, uh, doing a little house sitting, and uh, noticed a few. Gnats or fruit flies, if you prefer, oh, and uh, oh. happened to be with someone who knew a little trick. So if you put out uh, some apple cider vinegar and a little bit mm. of dish soap, uh, they they collect like it's uh, Studio Fifty One. Uh, let's just say there were there were quite a few gnats. Uh, so that's a that's a handy little trick. You know, they came so fast that I'd say. Whether you know you have a problem or not, go ahead and put it out. See if you've got any gnats. It's pretty. Hmm. There are a few things that are pretty darn effective like that. So, uh, you know, this uh, podcast not only sports and food, but also mm-hmm. <laughs> little homemaker. home improvement. Man. Yep. Um, but no, but it does work though. Seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one other thing. So. You know, there's a aside from aside from some of our uh, aspirations to get to one large and beyond. Uh, there's a reason why we do this. We we have fun together as friends. We uh, you know we're we're providing you know some entertainment and inspiration from some folks. Uh, a dear friend who's a new listener let me know that that he was traveling. Uh, hit up 
the first uh, five podcasts that we did, um, said that uh, that he loved it and uh, said that it, it brought him some joy. Um, he uh, he was I guess he was on a plane um, and, and was laughing out loud. Uh, nice. and, uh, the folks around him yes. thought thought it was that's funny. what so, it's all about. That's the other time I've seen that about. Mark uh, was with with one of our mutual friends. Uh, guy that's got some pretty luscious locks comes out the back mm. guy we work with you know who i'm talking about oh I do. Your, do, yeah. he was on a plane one time watching a ron white and he was he was just <laughs> laughing out loud the whole time i was like come on man it reminded me of uh, uh jack nicholson and anger management oh just, yeah just laughing out loud on the plane so that's uh that's part of why we do this and uh, i hope that we can continue to reach more listeners out there um just helping people out, having fun doing it. Uh, yeah, you know, fathers. Um, one of my memories to playing playing golf growing up. Um, you know, it it was minimalist golf. There weren't a lot of dogs and Snickers mm. turn. It was uh, there weren't a lot of carts. It was mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of walking in those those foot joys that had spikes coming through the feet and uh, hot days and khakis and so uh, you know, but we. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a lot of fun. I wouldn't trade those moments for anything. I can remember, um, you know, etiquette being of the utmost importance. And I, I, I just, you know, you can say whatever you want about the history in the past, but like I said, I don't think they, they make them like my dad anymore. And I'm just uh, very, very thankful for him, especially as uh, you know, we've both gotten older. I just look forward to all the times that we can get together. So I, I won't uh-huh. get a chance to see him this father's day, but uh you know, presence already there on its way, and uh, we definitely be giving him a call, letting him know how much I appreciate him. And uh, yeah, look forward to that to that next round. And um, you know, he's still he's still very active. He's uh, he's an inspiration. I just you know can't say thank you enough. So yeah, so happy Father's Day to everyone. Hope everyone gets a chance to to enjoy Brookline, and uh, should be should be exciting. We got all. We got the whole wide world of sports this week. So that's going to do it. Another one in the books. Thanks, everyone, for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Hope uh, hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Take care.